Is God good to us even when we face trials or challenges? When things are going smoothly, it is easy to say that God is good. Fighting to believe that God is good when things are hard increases our faith in Him. He is with us in all things. When we go through trials, God is with us. That is His goodness. He does not abandon us. Welcome to Unshaken. I'm your host, Julie Van Warmer, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. Today is episode 178. We have been focusing some of our episodes on the topic of God's attributes in our God Is series. Uh, We've already heard from a few people. Jackie Long shared about how God is gracious towards us, and Jules Bartlett shared with us how God is always faithful to us. So today we will be visiting another one of these great talks. Today we'll be discussing how God is good. And around this time of year, we should practice remembering how God is good to us. Let me introduce you to my guest. Ooh, Lexi, but I always mess up your last name. Lexi Ruiz. Thank you. I'll just have you say it. Ruiz. 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 I'm going to say it three times. Yes. Lexi, I only said it twice, so Ruiz, (laughs) right? Lexi, I'm so glad to have you join us today. Thank you, Julie. I'm excited to be here, too. It is going to be a great episode. Um, Lexi, why don't you start, though, by telling us a little bit about, well, first off, this is your first time on the podcast. It is. Are you excited? Excited. Yeah, okay, I am good. excited. Okay. Excited is one of the things I'm feeling. <laughs> good. I'm glad. you're gonna. It's going to be a great episode. And I always love getting new people on because I think um, it's fun to hear from different people, and I'm excited that you get to share today. But before we jump into what you're going to talk about, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you live with and what you do all day? Yeah, um, I live with my husband, Tanner, and our kids, Asaph and Poppy. Um, Tanner's on staff at our church, and so I get to stay home and care for our kids, which I'm really grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, Tanner and I lead the children's ministry and the senior ministry together. Okay, wait um, a minute. What kind of senior ministry do you mean? Sen- senior as in 60 and older, okay. 60 years and older. Okay, so you're working with children, mm-hmm. and you're working with a group of people who are in, maybe some of them retired. Yeah. Not yeah. all of them, though. Not all, not all but a lot okay. of them. It's a lot of fun. Um, so each day is pretty different for us. We might be planning for ministry or upcoming events, and sometimes we go to the park or have a play date with friends, and other times we just have some family time at home. Nice. I, I'm thankful you get to stay home, too. That's a blessing. Me too. Me too. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it is a, it's nice to be home when you can. It is. It is. Um, I know that you have been married probably three or four years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and you have these little ones um, with your husband, Tanner. So I guess I'm thinking, you know, you've been in this a little bit now. What is your best advice for a new bride? Because there could be some new brides listening. Right. Um, so yeah, it's been about three and a half years now. Um, and I've learned a lot over these years and definitely have more to learn for sure. Um, <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> so I'm not sure if this is my best piece of advice, but it's something small that has made a big difference for me. And that's greeting your husband warmly when he gets home. Okay. So I think it's so easy to keep going about my to-do list and throw a nice hello like from the other room. But it's so helpful to stop and go to the door, give him a warm hi, hun, along with a hug and a kiss. I like that because it is, um, it is easy to keep going. Or 
the other thing, which you're not probably there quite yet because your oldest is how old? Two. Two. But it is also easy to come at your husband with a list of all the problems from the day. We've had some days like okay, that. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for the honesty. <laughs> but I know for me with my kids, I can come at my husband and just be like, and then this kid did this. And then, th-. so you're right. What a great, great piece of advice. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Now I- I'm feeling advicey. So give me another okay. one. How about for a new mom? Because you, you've been a mom for two years now, yeah. which means you're still kind of a new mom. But what about a mom who's got a brand new baby? Or what do you? What oh, advice yeah. would you give? Um, so this is actually advice for that new baby, new mom season. Um, this has gone from new mom to new mom to new mom and so on. So your baby can have an early bedtime. Okay. I don't know why I didn't think about this, but we would just keep our son Asaph up with us until 10 or 11 oh. when we would go to bed. Then I'd be up a few hours later to feed him again at night. Oh, and so once yep. we were given this advice, we started putting him to bed at 7.30. Then we would have a couple hours to ourselves before he would wake up to feed again. But we had a couple hours to ourselves. And it was so good to have that time together right. in the midst of a busy day and just adjusting in general. Yeah. Especially when it's new. Right. You have a new baby and it's like all these things and you kind of can feel disconnected from your husband. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a good piece of advice. I never... I remember thinking that I could keep my kids up later that they would sleep in, but that did not happen. I don't think that ever happens. I think kids' internal clock says at 6 a.m., I'm awake, I'm awake, you know? Yeah. So that's good. Okay, have you and Tanner started any, like, holiday or family traditions that, or for birthdays even, um, you know, something that, or maybe just any day that you've started to, because this is kind of a cool part about growing to, you know, growing together as a couple is starting these new traditions. Yeah, I think we're still in the the building the traditions. Stage okay, I like for sure. it. Okay, but I like that you said building. Yes, because it's it's something you're already thinking about. Right, right. right. So we have thought about it. There's things like oh, and when the kids are older, or we have some older kids we'd like to do. But right now, we don't have any crazy different traditions from other people. But um, probably a favorite tradition in our family is decorating for Christmas. Mm. So I'll make a batch of my chocolate chip cookies for us. And we'll eat them while we decorate and listen to Christmas music. And it's just fun to get the Christmas spirit going. I know. I know. I have a friend who literally. So we're recording right now and it's early November. Mm-hmm. And like November 1st, this friend puts her tree up. I start to get the, the You get the itch. I get the itch to do the same thing. <laughs> but Tanner is day after Thanksgiving, we yeah. do it. So, so I, you're res- adjusting. I respect that. So yeah. by the time that that day comes, I'm like. Christmas spirit is yes. oozing all over. I'm yes. excited. Yeah, that's hilarious. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Christmas spirit is oozing all over. That's awesome. That's the best word I had. I like it, though, because that's actually what happens. And I love yeah. Christmas and myself. And I love traditions. I love traditions. Yeah. And, and warm cookies and yes, music on top of yes. it. Nothing, nothing better. Yeah, that's great. Um, that is so good. And it's so good to think about that. Like, like those traditions are just good things mm-hmm. for our families. They're just fun. They build our family. I like your word, build them. You're building more traditions. I think it's just great because it's a great way to start developing things that just makes your family your family, right? Right. And I think that makes it really fun. So that's good. So today we're going to hear today from Lexi about how God is good. I am really enjoying these episodes on God's attributes because so often my prayers or my Bible reading are thinking about me. 
I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but I'm reading through, and I, and I think we do need to think about ourselves when we're reading the Bible to some degree, because, mm-hmm. you know, the Bible's there, it's applicable for us, and we do need to be convicted of sin, or do we, we do need to know how to live. So that isn't always wrong. However, I do think it's easy to forget that we need to be focusing on God, too. So this series that we're doing has been really great. Um, it's so good to think about God instead, <laughs> right? Did you see what I did there? Okay. So good. I feel so, so, um, I don't know what I feel, but <laughs> anyway, Lexi, I'm so glad that you're here to share with us about God and His goodness. Tell us what you have. Thank you, Julie. Now, I think we would all agree that it is easy to say God is good when we hit every green light when we're running late. We say that God is good when we are given money, when things are a bit tight financially. We say that God is good when He gives us a child, but... What do we do when we get stopped at a red light or when we are stopped in standstill traffic? Mm. What do we do when a friend moves away? What about when we lose a loved one? It's easy to proclaim God's goodness when things happen that we think are good for us. It is much harder to say and believe that God is good when things happen to us that we think are bad. Psalm 118.1 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His loving kindness is everlasting. This verse says plain and simple that God is good. Hmm. In order to understand God's goodness, we need to first understand our nature. We are sinful beings. Our first reaction to this might be, yeah, I know I've sinned and done wrong before, but I've done a lot of good things too, so I'm not that bad. But scripture is clear that the wages of sin is death. In other words, hell. And I know that may sound harsh, but this is key if we are going to understand God's goodness. We think that we deserve the good things that happen to us, and we have to be honest with ourselves about what we really deserve. Apart from Christ, we would continue sinning and heading towards death, being separated from God. But God sent his one and only Son to take on our sin and the punishment that we deserve. Jesus died on a cross for us so that we may be saved and have eternal life with him. This is the ultimate demonstration of God's goodness to us. God is good. He is the standard for what is good, and because he created all things, he is over all things. Therefore, he decides what is good, what is right, and also what is wrong. Hmm. Oftentimes, when we say something is good, it is subjective to what we think is good. But because God is good, everything that he does is good. Even when we cannot understand how it can be good, we need to go back and remember what we deserve and how it is God's goodness that he does give us these good things. James 1 says that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. As I've studied some of the attributes of God, I have seen how the more I study, the more they overlap. For example, God is good. He is also loving and faithful and merciful to us. God is good and right and true. All that he does is in accordance with these attributes. These attributes are God's nature, and he cannot contradict his nature. God is the standard for all that is good. All that God does is good. His motives and his intentions are good. Whether it feels like it, us, whether it, feels like it to us or not, God is always good. I want us to see that God gives us many good things, and I want that realization to lead us to give him the thanks and praise that he deserves. When we've had several hot days and everything seems so dry, God gives us rain. When we, we see God's goodness when a car just misses our car protecting us from an accident. 
God is faithful and loving, and he does not abandon us. Look at the nature around us. Right now, it's fall. The leaves on the trees are changing into bright colors. The air is getting cool and crisp, and the animals are gathering to prepare for the winter ahead. There is so much goodness in God's creation. But do we take a minute to recognize God's goodness, and do we thank him for it? When Tanner and I got married, I asked if we could pray that we would get pregnant. He was hesitant, but said yes, so we would pray every night that we would get pregnant. A few weeks later, we found out we were pregnant. But not long after, I started to have some heavy bleeding and knew something wasn't right. I had an appointment with my midwife, and she confirmed that we had lost our baby. Mm. I thought, why, God? We've been praying for a baby. We've been praying for a good thing. How is this good? Now, at the same time, Tanner was feeling some sadness, but he was also feeling relief from the weight of all that comes along with having a child. Not long after everything returned back to normal for me, we found ourselves rejoicing over another positive pregnancy test. We were pregnant for six weeks before I miscarried the first time. And as we approached that six-week mark the second time, my nervousness was followed by a sense of relief. We made it past the hard part. At least that's what I thought. And this time at seven weeks, I started bleeding again. Mm. This time I knew what was happening and I was devastated. Once again, the midwife confirmed that we had another miscarriage. I felt hopeless and discouraged. How is this good? We are praying for a good thing. Why are we not getting this good thing? But God was working in Tanner's heart and showing him his desire for a child. The second time, Tanner was much more sorrowful. Not only was he sad that we lost another baby, but he realized that having children is not a simple formula, Hmm. and it is only by God's grace and due to his goodness that children come forth. God used those miscarriages to change his heart and to grow his desire for children. We continued to pray for a child, and after a few months, we were pregnant. Every week that passed, I was scared that I would start bleeding again at any point. Is this... Is the same thing going to happen this time too? But throughout these hard weeks, Tanner reassured me that we needed to trust God, that he cares for us, and that he is good. I constantly had to fight the doubts that crept in and remind myself of God's goodness. Hmm. I was worried we would lose the baby somehow. And that entire pregnancy, the baby and I were both wonderfully healthy. Hmm. Even when complications came during delivery, God showed us his goodness by giving us the best possible outcome. It was a miracle that there was no worse or further complications. Wow. We now have the most joyful son, Asaph, who has been a blessing to our lives. Mm. While there are many things I still don't understand about our first two miscarriages, what I am certain of is that God was using those trials to draw us near to himself. Mm. I can look back and see how through that whole situation, as hard as it was, God surely was good to us. He gave us friends and family that loved us and cared for us in those times of loss. God used those times to draw me closer to him and to change Tanner's heart and give him a great desire for children. It helped him and I both to trust God. All of these are good things from a good God. Hmm. God is good to us in times like this. He does not abandon us in the hard time, but he continues through it with us and brings us out of it. The times that have been the hardest are the times that I've seen the most growth in my faith. And this is God's goodness. Mm -hmm. Amen. If we believe that God is good, then it is because we also believe that God works all things together for the good of those who love him. If we love God, then he will work all things together for our good. This doesn't mean that bad things don't happen. And it doesn't mean that God is not in control of those bad things. 
What it means is that we live in a fallen world that sin has corrupted, but we serve a sovereign God who is able to bring good through these times of hardship. The Lord is good. He's a stronghold in a day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. When things are going smoothly, it is easy to say that God is good. Fighting to believe that God is good when things are hard increases our faith in him. He is with us in all things. When we go through trials, God is with us. That is his goodness. He does not abandon us. God uses our sufferings and our trials to draw us closer to him. That is his goodness. Let's give him thanks. This story might seem silly, but I had put off going to the eye doctor for a while. I know how that is. (laughs) (laughs) I had gone my whole life with my eyes being good enough. I thought I could see fine, maybe a little blurry, but for the most part, my vision was good enough. But I was missing the detail and the clarity of what was right in front of me. So finally, I went and I got a prescription and they gave me glasses. Later that day, Tina and I went on a walk at the park. And as we're walking, I could see with much greater clarity than before. I could see the fine details of the leaves on the trees and the flower buds about to bloom. I was looking around in awe of how crisp and clear everything was and all the little details of God's creation. I remember being so excited about all of these little things that God had given to us. I still saw all of these things before I had my glasses, but it wasn't clear. I wasn't seeing the true details until I fixed my vision by quite literally putting on my glasses. (laughs) Similarly, We need to fix our vision by looking not through our own eyes, but through the lens of Scripture, which says God is good. He defines goodness. Therefore, everything he does is good without exception. We need to recognize not only God's goodness in the big and clear ways, but also in the little ways. Hmm. We need to thank him for those little things, just like the verse said that we started with. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. We should recognize the little gifts that God has given to us daily and give him thanks for them. While it is true that when God gives a child, he is good, it is also true that he is good when he takes one away. Hmm. It was easy for me to say that God was good when he gave us children early in marriage, but it took time for me to say it and believe it when he took them away. God is good in the highs and in the lows. We must be able to not only say it with our lips, but believe it in our hearts. Do you have faith and trust that God is good and that he will work all things together for the good of those who love him? Do you look for the little ways that God gives you good things? Do you thank God often for the blessings that can so easily be taken for granted? We have a great and mighty God, a good and gracious Father that deserves our praise and our thanksgiving. He is good to us in many ways. Let the times of trial grow your faith in God and seek to praise him for his goodness. Um, Okay, wow. Thank you, uh, Lexi, so much for sharing that because it's something we just don't always think about. Mm -hmm. Like I said at the beginning, so often we're thinking about ourselves when we read the Bible or we're thinking about things we want to do or should do. And it isn't bad, but it's so good to think about that God is good to us. And I like how you walked us through some of your own struggles, Mm -hmm. which I think is really easy to forget that God is with us in struggles. Right. And um, I also appreciate that you pointed us to Scripture, which is great. I love that Scripture that you used at the beginning of your talk that is pretty simple and straightforward. Yes. Psalms 118.1 that said, Give thanks to the Lord for He is good, for His loving kindness is everlasting. 
I mean, that would be a good one to memorize. Yes, it is. And I noticed in that verse, there's this command, which is to give thanks. Mm -hmm. I think that's something we're supposed to do. And it also has a fact, and that is that he is good, and his loving kindness is everlasting, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's a lot to think about in those little 14 words, Mm -hmm. which is very very true of most most scripture that we read it's it's a it's a little piece but it's such profound profoundity i was gonna say (laughs) but that's not right so much of profound thoughts that we have to know so Mm -hmm. thank god is our first thing second see his goodness to us thank you lexi for sharing and for helping us work through another attribute of god thank you would you pray for us yes i'd love to close in prayer let's pray good and gracious father we thank you for your goodness to us Thank you for the ultimate demonstration of your goodness through Jesus on the cross, Lord. Would you forgive us for overlooking your goodness and for taking it for granted? Would you help us to see your goodness in both big and small ways each day, Lord? Would we give you all of the thanks and praise that you deserve? We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. for our tiny tidbit of this episode. A tiny tidbit is a small, tiny little piece of information that can help you in a really big way. Today's tiny tidbit is brought to you from Anna Spiewike. Anna, I'm so glad you're here. And Anna, I think you're going to share with us another tiny tidbit. What would we, do you have a title for this tiny tidbit? I would say it's a tiny tidbit to help you turn a conversation from the natural to the spiritual. Oh, that's good. Okay, I'm looking forward to hearing how this goes. Okay. So when meeting someone new or talking with someone you don't know that well, it can be awkward to try and take the conversation deeper and make it meaningful. Um, This is something that I use, kind of a process, to help me take the conversation from the natural to the spiritual. I start with asking some natural questions, such okay. as, um, where are you from? Do you have any children? Are you currently working? Or are you going to school somewhere? You know, based okay. off of the person's age and sure what you demographics. Know about like, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Um, I like to get to know them a bit, and um, showing interest is caring about them. Yeah. So you really want to show interest while you're asking these yeah. questions. Um, I then like to ask what they like to do with their spare time. Okay. All right. Often uh, they will then ask me the same question or I'll just offer the information and say something like, um, a lot of my time is spent involved with things at my church. Okay. Um, which allows me to follow up with the question, do you have a church that you go oh, to? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, if they say yes, then I get to ask how long they've been going or what brought them there or even how they became a Christian and then boom, you are in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've gotten cool. to hear, yes, I've gotten to hear a lot of amazing testimonies this way, which encourages yeah. us both when they get yeah. to share and relive that. And then when you get to hear how God was, is working in their lives and it just takes it deeper. Yeah. Well, sometimes they tell me, no, they're not currently attending a church. And so I then ask why that is, or uh, were they raised with any religious background, or have they considered church? And sometimes I even ask what they think will happen when they die. Now, that last one wow, may serious. Sound, yeah, yeah. It's a little Woo! heavy. 
but you'd honestly be surprised at how many people mm. are willing to talk about it. And the more that you ask these questions, the less awkward it will yeah. be. Um, I think the more that you practice um, will just help you to be more genuine yeah. as you ask. Yeah. Um, and it really has given me opportunity to share the gospel with people and then invite people to my church or, or Bible studies. Right, so. to some event of what you said, because it's more of a progression. You're not just going in with the deep, serious questions, mm -hmm. you know, do you know where you're going to go when you die? You know, I mean, mm -hmm. those are good. They're important. But I love how you started with going through some of the details of what their life is like right off the bat, rather than jumping into the deep questions. Um, I, this is great. It's like a nice progression. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's a nice, almost like a step-by-step -step for anyone listening who wants to talk to their neighbor, which their coworker, their family member, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, so, and it's also cool when you find people who are believers. Yes. Yes. And that then, has been yeah. Encouraging. And then you find them, you're like, oh, we're sisters in Christ, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, that's cool. Yeah. Great. That's really helpful and good for us to be thinking about. So thank you for, for sharing. Thanks for listening. Join us next week as we jump into our monthly Mom to Mom episode. This theme this year is the life-giving home. And next week, we are going to spend the entire time discussing the kitchen. We will talk about picky eaters, kitchen drama, kitchen organization, and even answer the question, can the kitchen actually be used for God's glory? So join us next week for that episode. And don't forget to follow or like us on Instagram or Facebook. You can find us at Women of the Word CTW. There is a bunch of good content there every single day of the week. And you can also find us, Unshaken, on any of your favorite podcast directories. So go and subscribe. It really helps us out. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Podbean, CastBox, even Spotify. Really, wherever you listen, we are probably there. And we drop a new episode each and every Thursday. And remember, when everything around you is shaking, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress because of God. Until next time. <laughs>